and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. We're back. And it's been a minute. Though not for you. Not for the not listener. Not for the listener. No. <laughs> it's, it's been... I, okay, I was late last episode because I forgot what day it was. <laughs> well, that happens to the best of us, right? I, Mondays are hard, guys. <laughs> Mondays are the worst. You, who, who made you have to get this out on Monday? Who was that slave driver? <laughs> i'm the problem i'm aware of it. oh okay as long as you know that you're your own problem it's fine i'm my own problem <laughs> i'm always my own problem sometimes there's others but you're at least at least one of them i'm 80 percent of the time the problem <laughs> Maybe a little same more. same so it's been a while since we've recorded probably over a month i think at this point no one has covid anymore so Yay. we should all have clear nasal passages and no coughs yeah yeah, um, and those hopefully. that have been cut open have been reassembled, re re stitched up, and are doing well. So that's true. I don't know if we want to discuss medical history, but sure. Nah. Uh, Seems really weird out of context. <laughs> yep, yep. Someone. Well, that's what I was going for. So what? What did they got? take? You'll never know. We're not going to tell you. Figure it out. Engage with us on the internet. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> more on Instagram. Who even? What even did who? What? No words i'm gonna read the rest of the episode and not do whatever this is yeah (laughs) all right i know we're a little rusty but you do know how to hold a conversation right i'm I'm doing my best all right guys we're going to the monster manual page 299 like right at the end there yes because it's the water weird it's some weird water and alliteration. Gotta love alliteration. Oh yeah. So, a water weird is an elemental guardian bound to a specific water-filled location, such as a pool or fountain. Invisible while immersed in water, its serpentine shape becomes clear only when it emerges to attack, using its coils to crush any creature other than its summoner and those its summoner declares as off-limits. When slain, a water weird becomes an inanimate pool of water. So, so this is like, you know, Billy Bob went and tried to get some water and came back. He said, "Well, that water is weird." And then they're like, "Well, yeah, that's what we're going to call it from now on." I mean, he I he, he was murdered. <gasps> what? So. You hate me? That from... was just so bad. Well, that I took psychic damage. Roll a d four. <laughs> <laughs> That was vicious mockery, but it hurt in other ways. <laughs> I mean, I could go for dissonant whisper next time. No, please don't whisper to me. It's creepy. <laughs> that's that's weirder than the water story you just made. <laughs> I just, like, uh, like, well, there's something weird with that water. And that's what we'll call this elemental that can be, is water, water weird. And like, there you go. Like, I'm, I'm saying they could have tried harder. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So could it you. <laughs> <laughs> I came all up right. with a whole story on how little they tried. I thought I all did right. good. All right. Okay. Good and evil <laughs> weirds. Like most elementals, a water weird has no concept of good or evil. However, a water weird bound to a sacred or befouled source of water begins to take on the nature of that site, becoming neutral good or neutral evil. A neutral good water weird tries to frighten away interlopers rather than kill them, while a neutral evil water weird 
kills its victims for pleasure and might turn against its summoner. A water weird loses its evil alignment if its waters are cleansed with a purified food and drink spell. Interesting. So. I mean, it's kind of like when you get hangry. It gets purified with food and drink. <laughs> I don't think that hangry is the same as good and evil, but... <laughs> Same, Depends how hangry I am. Same solution, though. F- food and drink. Um, so... <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> she's, I, having, she's struggling. I, tr- I You know, I tried to come up with a response. I couldn't come up with one, so <laughs> I just decided to keep reading. Just like, we're gonna ignore that now. Yup. <laughs> I'm used to that. Alright. <laughs> Most since... comments go ignored. Since water weirds are elementals, they have their elemental nature, meaning they don't require air, food, drink, or sleep. Because they're an elemental. I mean, I feel like this one requires drink in this. It is drink. It is drink. Okay. It is drink. Can you drink a water weird? No, because... I... Yeah. So it this... would feel a little weird going down. I... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's in the water, but it is not the water. I think they're separate. I don't know. It it's a giant snake of water that comes out and attacks you. I don't know if it is the water or if it's separate from the water. Who can say? I I want to say since I've used this, you can't take it away from its water source or turn it into a puddle. It it says bound to a specific water filled location. Yeah, if you take it away from that, it's gone. All right. But it's very hard to do that. Yeah, I can't see how Buckets. that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there Buckets. are things to target a creature that maybe... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, it's a large elemental, and as we said, it is neutral until you put it in a good or bad place, and then it becomes good or bad. So uh, nature and not nurture. No, nurture and not nature. Yes, yes that one. That you one. got it. I got it. All right. First try, according to the edit. Uh, <laughs> To the stat block. Uh, it has an armor class of 13. It has hit points of 58 or 90, 10 plus 9. It has a speed of 0 feet, but it swims 60 feet because it's water. Um, strength of 17, dex of 16, con of 13, intelligence 11, wisdom 10, charisma 10. So it's not intelligent, wise, or charismatic. Um, which makes strong, which makes me think it doesn't do magic stuff. Um, no. <laughs> but it's strong and it's dexterous. Um, it's resistant to fire, bludgeoning, piercing, and slash fire damage and bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. We've messed that one up before. I caught it that time. Um, gotcha. It is immune to semicolon. Poison damage. You gotta watch the semicolons. Um, it is. <laughs> I still don't know how to use them. I'm just. I've never used a semicolon. I will just start a new sentence. Or a list of lists. Oh that god, too. lists of lists are fucking worst. Don't do it. Um, the conditions. It is immune to exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, poisoned, restrained, prone, or unconscious. Which seems like most of them. Um, it has blind side of 30 feet and a passive perception of 10. It understands Aquan, which is a language I have not heard of, but does not speak. It's a primordial I, language of water. 
Aquin. All right. And it's a CR of three. Ooh, not bad for a low level elemental. Yeah. Um, so he's invisible in water. He, the water weirdo is fully invisible, or is invisible while fully immersed in water. And it is water bound. That's what we were talking about. The water weird dies if it leaves the water to which it is bound or if that water is destroyed. So it has to be in the water that it is bound to and it does not exist outside of that. So like, worst enemy is evaporation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the water weird can evaporate. I mean, you can cast a spell, destroy water. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? That's yeah. a spell? Yeah, sure. create or destroy water. You can make it rain, conjure like enough water to fill buckets, and like. Okay, I've heard create water, volume, but like destroy but water. And destroy is the same spell. It's create or destroy water. Oh, huh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it used that way. No, no. But that's good to know. Um, as far as its action, it has constrict, which is a melee weapon attack plus five to hit, reach of ten feet with one character or one creature. One character. Uh, it hits 3d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage. And then if the target is medium or smaller, it is grappled uh, with an escape DC of 13 and pulled 5 feet toward the water weird. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained. The water weird tries to drown it and the water weird can't constrict another target. So you get grabbed and you maybe get drowned. Yes. How does drowning work in D&D? Not like that. Uh, so drowning actually comes from the suffocation rule, which I think is on page 183 of the Player's Handbook. You can check it out there. You guys got your book in front. Why don't you oh, read it? Player's that? Handbook. No, have I have the Dungeon Master's Guide. We don't have a Player's Handbook in front of us. No, I the handbook's mine. in the other room. Distract them while I get a book. We'll probably just edit this long silence out, huh? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how Zach does the editing. Nope, I think that's funny. So <laughs> you did exactly what I asked you not to do. <laughs> Discuss Zach's. You're not the editor, I am. Editing. <laughs> oh, and now we have a cat. Hello, Maxie. You can't get my lap, dude. I want to say it's one minute plus your con modifier, but let me double check. Cool. I figured there was just I feel like, like we some talked about of... suffocation before. I don't. I don't we think so. Like I've never your breath. thought about suffocating or drowning before. So, in the context of D and D. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I feel like with your anxiety, you've definitely thought about it before. Oh, I've definitely thought about <laughs> drowning before as a me person, but okay. not as a D and D character. Gotcha. It must be nice to not have that worry on your mind, at least in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So a creature Gosh, can hold its for a number of minutes, equal to one plus its constitution modifier. Minimum of 30 seconds. Uh, when a creature runs out of its breath or is choking, it can survive for a number of rounds equal to its constitution modifier. Minimum of one round. At the start of its next turn, it drops to zero hit points and is dying, and it can't regain hit points or be stabilized until it can breathe again. Ah. So, for example, a creature with a constitution of 14 can its breath for three minutes. If it starts suffocating, it has two rounds to reach air before it drops to zero HP. Okay, so you can't just, like, throw a healing spell at someone. You gotta go get them out of the water before you can heal Correct. them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because their HP drops to zero, which means they're incapacitated. I mean, not even... They're unconscious. Yeah. yeah. Unconscious, that's the one. 
Incapacitated is a different condition. Yes, yes. I knew it was. As soon as I said it, I knew it was a different thing. But it's all right. Words. So, is there more to it, or is it my That's turn? That's the whole thing. It's your turn. Tell us how you're going to use this bad boy. Okay, so, you don't... Yeah, step one, find a cup. <laughs> step find two, a cup. summon a water weird. Now, so, you, you'll need a large... Put your water Cooper. weird in a cup? Cooper, stop it. I'll have to edit this out, because I'm in charge. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, That's just no uh, word for you. A water weird needs a large volume of water. Like, they, they kind of mention, like, maybe a fountain or something. Personally, if you're going to use this, like, it would suck to drown somebody in a fountain, but it would be more challenging to the party if it's a larger body of water. So maybe the party stumble across, if I was doing this basic type stuff, it would be like a druidic uh, location that's protected and it's sacred water, but they put a water weird in it to make sure that no one gets in the water that's not supposed to or stuff along that line. It would be weird because its goal is to drown them. So it would be weird well, to be like, this is our said, sacred water. So you said sacred, and it said if it's in a sacred water, it tends to get become more good and more likely to, to scare them away. off than try to yeah, kill them initially. So that's, that's an option. Scaring Flavor. them is probably like beating them away from the water because uh, they can't really leave more than they can't leave the water. They have a 10 foot reach. That's it. Yeah. That's all they get. So that's. I'll leave you as the DM a way to scare them away. That's just like yeah. squeezing them, right? The only option they have is constrict, right? The challenge here is if they actually intend to drown, and that's the fun part. Right. So when you're dealing with characters, let's say one that can't be grappled, I believe you said they're immune to grapple, correct? Yes, they cannot be grappled. That means you as a player can't grab them and pull them from from their source of water. You can't get rid of them that way. It'd like be I easier, said, but you can't. Yeah, but uh, I don't even think that one. I think you'd have to either destroy it or like telekinesis or something weird. But with that in mind, what this water weird would do if I was playing it is as soon as the group's within five feet of the creature or like in the water or on the edge of it, it's going to reach out and grab it. If it's a small creature, it can use all 60 feet of its movement, assuming it was in the 10 foot range. So that means it's moving away at 60 feet from the party and holding the creature underwater. Now, if it's somebody up pretty quick, if it's medium or larger for the target, it's half speed for it to drag it away. Gotcha. So you're moving 30 feet away from the party. The thing with this is most people, if they, most player characters, most enemies or whatever you want to creatures don't have swim speeds. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't have a swim speed, their speed is halved. So if they have a 30 foot, they now have a 15. This creature can now swim up 15 feet to you, grapple you again, or it doesn't even have to go. There. Let's say you res- escape the grapple and you move 15 feet away because your speed is 30 and you're now half away. They're 15 feet. The creature just has to move five feet to you to grapple you again. Oy. And then it now has 55 feet to take you deeper into the water. So the idea I would get for this, for a setup, would be they come into a cave, and all of a sudden they come to a dead end uh, that's just an underground lake, and then they figure out that the next entrance that they need to go through is under the water. Yeah. And this guy is guarding that underwater entrance. Yes. And it would be great, because it's going to keep them, but it depends on how long they actually intend to swim. 
this would be great for a low level party that doesn't have like water breathing or something along the right. line. Some of them get that spell pretty early, but it would be rough. The main thing I think to make this a challenge is take that character away from the party. Take them and just say, you're 60 feet away now, 55 feet away, whatever it is to get them away from the group, as long as they're smaller. Um, it would be probably, for thematic purposes, it would be interesting if like the party's like walking by this body of water and you're like, I need a marching order. And let's say your smallest character's in the back and you just grab them and drag them and uh, you give them a chance to see if they notice they're not there behind them anymore. And then have to notice them in the water. Extra challenging is if you leave the light dim in the space. Mm. It's difficult to see in the water. Uh, it's also difficult to hit the creature in the water. Because they will be at disadvantage to attack it. So it's hard to kill these things. You can fight back. But I would say that this creature is probably going to hold on to you until you have drowned. So if it's got somebody, it's going to keep hitting them until they drown. They can fight them, but they're at disadvantage because the creature's invisible in water. So if you're grabbed by this, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. So interesting way to do it. And you might have to see if you can get them out. Uh, but the easiest thing, I guess, would be is that the water weird only can attack one creature. So if the rest of the party gets in there, maybe they can do better on it. I can see somebody casting fireball and ruining this water weird's day. Uh, and and well and likely their uh their party, party member partner. they're <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. definitely gonna boil someone underwater so yeah i'm i don't know that, that's a thought i just had so it used to be in like three and a half e if the fireball touched an object before it reached its destination it would detonate immediately um Strength each creature. Okay, so they got rid of that. It used to be if something touched it, it would detonate. So I guess I would say water is touching the spell, and so it would detonate as soon as it left your hand, which would suck. Yeah. But as written, it can move through water. So that's your water weird. I think it would be an interesting challenge if somebody's near a body of water, maybe like a witch or a wizard conjured it, or it's guarding an entrance somewhere. Or it's guarding an entrance to a cave, and it's trying to drown you before you reach the cave. Yeah. Because it'll be weird if you're, like, swimming underwater, and it just takes you deeper, unless it's much deeper than it can go. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. 60 feet, it can get you a long way from that entrance before you can get yeah. back to it. Yeah. Or 30 if it's, um... Uh, if right, or 30. Now, you can dash right. in water, so that would just give you your usual 30 feet. So in most cases, the right. water weird is going to be able to move you another 30 feet away. So you will not gain movement unless you have a swim speed. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. What's, What's our magic one? item? Yeah. So I've got, well, let me turn to the right page. We are in the Dungeon Master's Guide mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on page 224. And we're looking at the eye and hand of Vecna. Dark. Um, dark. Sure. If you say so. I mean, the picture is literally an eye and a hand. Like, two separate things. An eye and a hand. Yes. So. Yeah, the hand's not even holding the eye. Come on, Dark. That is a symbol, though, I believe, in the lore. I think he's holding his own eye. A hand and a... Is that the... Uh, See, I think of the, like the 
Pan's Labyrinth and the thing that has the eyeballs in his hand. Oh, the guy anyway. like that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yep, yep. He, like, puts his the backs of his hands up against his forehead and the eyes open in his palms. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, this is a wondrous item. It's an artifact and it requires attunement. Seldom is the name of Vecna spoken except in a hushed voice. Vecna was, in his time, one of the mightiest of all wizards. Through dark magic and conquest, he forged a terrible empire. For all his power, Vecna couldn't escape his own mortality. He began to fear death and take steps to prevent his end from ever coming about. Orcus, the demon prince of undeath, taught Vecna a ritual that would allow him to live on as a lich. Beyond death, he became the greatest of all liches. Even though his body gradually withered and decayed, Vecna continued to expand his evil dominion. So formidable and hideous was his temper that his subjects feared to speak his name. He was the Whispered One, the Master of the Spider Throne, the Undying King, and the Lord of the Rotted Tower. Some say that Vecna's lieutenant, Koss, coveted the spider throne for himself, or that the sword his lord made for him seduced him into rebellion. Whatever the reason, Kass, Koss, Kass, it's K-A-S, however you want to say it, brought the Undying King's rule to an end in a terrible battle that left Vecna's tower a heap of ash. Of Vecna, all that remained were one hand and one eye, Grisly artifacts that still seek to work the Whispered One's will in the world. Creepy. Very Indeed. I'm, I I guess we could have covered these a little closer to covering liches, seeing as... He is a lich. Uh, I, I would say these items are connected to one, but more likely they were connected to one. At one point, they were. At one point, yep. Uh, the eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna might be found together or separately. The eye looks like a bloodshot organ torn free from the socket. The hand is a mummified and shriveled left extremity. To attune to the eye, you must gouge out your own eye and press the artifact into the empty socket. What? <laughs> yeah, it's no. real fucked up. The eye grafts itself to your head and remains there until you die. Once in place, the eye transforms into a golden eye with a slit for a pupil, much like that of a cat's. If the cat, if the cat, if the eye is ever removed, you die. Yep. What the fuck? It's a lich's eyes. I hate it. It's a lich's eye. It's gotta be dark. To the hand. Any guesses on attuning to the hand? Cut your hand off. hand off. Specifically your left hand at the wrist. It would be bad if you cut the wrong hand off. Oh no, you what if you real... cut the wrong hand off and you're like, oh shit, I gotta cut the other one off and you have to ask for help. <laughs> oh, got a real uh, worm tail situation going on here, huh? Yeah. Uh, yep, so cut your hand, left hand, off at the wrist. And the press the artifact against the stump. The hand grafts itself to your arm and becomes a functioning appendage. Hey, at least the eye becomes golden. This thing's like, eh, it's functional. If the hand is ever removed, you die. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because, like, you can live without a hand, but... But not, not this hand. Not once you've not had that it. One. You can't that live without it. Not okay. you live without it. It gives really good hand jobs, and then... No way. 
All right, so tell us what these things do. Stop. Stop. Why would anyone do this? (laughs) So, random properties. The eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna each have the following random properties. One minor beneficial property, one major beneficial property, and one minor detrimental property. So, properties of the eye. Your alignment changes to neutral evil, and you gain the following benefits. You have true sight. You can use an action to see as if you were wearing a ring of x-ray vision, and you can end this effect as a bonus action. The eye has eight charges. You can use an action and expend one or more charges to cast one of the following spells with a DC 18 saving throw. Um, Clairvoyance, two charges. Crown of Madness, one charge. Disintegrate, four charges. Dominate Monster, five charges. Or Eye Bite, four charges. Eye Bite's essentially a curse. A curse? It's okay. a curse. Yeah, there's multiple versions it turn, of the spell. Does it turn your eyelids into teeth? No. Oh. Okay, just checking. Little mouths on your face. Stop uh, it. Gross. <laughs> uh, the eye regain... turn to teeth? If you cl- <laughs> closed your eyes, would it clack like a jaw? Uh-huh. That's a great Gross. wink. Stop it. You'll get all the ladies waving at him like Click, that. Click clack every time you wink. You want to leave? Um, the eye regains 1d4 plus 4 charges daily at dawn each time you cast a spell from the eye there is a 5% chance that Vecna tears your soul from your body devours it and then takes control of the body like a puppet what the fuck if that happens you become an NPC under the DM's control what uh oh uh-oh. Only a 5% chance. Yep. That's like a 1 to 4 on the D20. I was going to say you'd roll a D100, and if it's 5 or less. True. I mean, the probability is still the same. I mean, isn't it the equivalent of like a crit fail? So. Yeah. 5%? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a nat 1. I don't know. A 1 in 20 is. Yeah, 5%. 5%. Thing. Math. Yay! I was never good at statistics in school. I had to reread <laughs> my book a lot. I, I mean, well, a mean like a y- we know you're going to edit that down to make us all sound smart. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one in five chance that uh, oop, bye bye. After that's, that's after gouging out your eye and putting this one in the socket. Like that's you a one use in this twenty chance. One in twenty. Yes, sorry. Five yeah. percent. That's where the one in five came from. Was I was yeah. I was thinking both one in like, twenty and five percent. We don't want that. Twenty percent chance to lose your shit. Five percent. I'd risk it. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah. How early on in the game would you risk it? Is the later. Question. Later. later. <laughs> Depends if my character was evil. I don't know. We'll see. Because you I don't mean, have to he... gouge your own eye out to do it. Well, what if, I mean, what if you just happen to lose an eye somewhere along the way and this found this convenient replacement? Uh, you're going to find <laughs> it in like a cave or something. You're going to be like, free eye. Uh, like, that just seems weird. Just try to find somebody who can do restoration. <laughs> well, I wonder if it fits. So I had a question about this, um, and maybe it comes down to what 
it means to attune to something. Could a bad guy force this on a player character? Like, to try to, like... Torture? Make, I don't know. I would say yes, as long as you forced it in their eye socket. Yeah, could you, like, grapple someone, like, stab their eye out and stuff it in that socket and be like, alright, you're evil now. Well, I could see some, like, if if that part is possible, which, honestly, DM, you could make it possible, I would see uh, a cult that worshipped Vecna that uh, took a, a, a certain liking to one of your play, playable characters and oh, kidnapped them and yeah. did both, attached both of these things to them. It's like, yeah, Vecna's back to rule us, and then it's still the player. And, mm, that's my job. <laughs> um, um, so, Vecna, uh, well, what are the other things for the hand? We didn't get to that, sorry. Yeah, okay. Before I yeah, start yeah, yeah. rambling. If you are attuned to both, wait. I skipped a section. Here we go. Properties of the hand. Your alignment changes to neutral evil, and you gain the following benefits. Your strength score becomes 20, unless it is already 20 or higher. Any melee spell attack you make with the hand, and any melee weapon attack made with a weapon held by it, deals an extra 2d8 cold damage on a hit. The hand has 8 charges. Huh? Damn. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the hand has eight charges. You can use an action and expend one or more charges to cast one of the following spells with a DC 18 saving throw. Finger of Death, five charges. Sleep, one charge. Slow, two charges. Or Teleport, three charges. The hand gain regains 1d4 plus four expended charges daily at dawn. Each time you cast a spell from the hand, it casts the Suggestion spell on you with a DC save of 18, demanding that you commit an evil act. Ooh. The hand might have a specific act in mind, or leave it up to you. So, that could be fun. How vague... The DM should definitely plan something out for that, because my fear is that somebody's going to be like, ooh, well, I, um... My evil act is to... pee in the street, or whatever. Like, right. it's not necessarily evil but you know what i mean like nothing hard yeah you you want to get your list together and be prepared for this person to use this thing oh yeah this is definitely an item you have to practice or prep for practice yeah. all right properties of the eye and hand if you are attuned to both the hand and eye you gain the following additional benefits you are immune to disease and poison using the eye's x-ray vision never causes you to suffer exhaustion you experience premonitions of danger and, unless you are incapacitated, can't be surprised. Mm. If you start your turn with at least one hit point, you regain 1d10 hit points. Ooh. If a creature has a skeleton, you can attempt to turn its bones to jelly with a touch of the hand of Vecna. You can do so by using an action to make a melee attack against a creature you can reach, using your choice of your melee attack bonus for weapons or spells. On a hit, the target must succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw or drop to zero hit points. That's a really high con save. Uh, you yes, can use is. an action to cash cast wish this property can't be used again until 30 days have passed so once every 30 holy days shit. you can cast wish damn holy shit that's wild 
And then our last little section here is destroying the eye and hand. If the eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna are both attached to the same creature and the creature is slain by the sword of Kos, uh, both the eye and the hand burst into flame, turn to ash, and are destroyed forever. Forever. Any other attempt to destroy the eye or hand seems to work, but the artifact reappears in one of Vecna's many hidden vaults where it waits to be rediscovered. Oh, so you gotta have a really specific sword. So yeah, yeah. that is this fun little duo of items. That's really messed up. So I do want to <laughs> say, like, every 30 days to cast Wish is pretty powerful, especially if you don't normally have the ability to cast it. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Wish, uh, it is a ninth level spell. Uh, you can use Wish to cast any 8th level or lower spell from, I think, any spell list. I want to say it's any spell. I'm sure it might be wrong. It might be from your spell list. Either way, or wizard spell is one of the two. It's a lot of options for that, but you can also phrase something and hope that it happens. But right. if you do beyond that 8th level spell, there's a chance it will either kill you, prevent you from using it again, or knock you like where you were useless for like up to four or five days, something like that. Like it's a powerful spell. Um, so like, and it's up to interpretation. So right. if you say, I wish we didn't have to worry about, or I wish the boss, big, bad, evil guy was dead. Instead of killing him instantly, you could interpret that as the DM that everyone is launched forward in time, or that one character is launched forward in time. Until the boss is dead. Huh. So it's real messed up. Yeah, little little monkey paw going on there. Very much a monkey paw, except it's the hand of Vecna. But the finger. Well, it's. Curl. I mean, it's the wish. I mean, yeah, it's functional. Yeah. It's a functional. Very hand. functional. It's a functional right. monkey paw. Right. That's really messed up. Uh, <laughs> any questions oh, for so, a DM so, tip? Oh, I, well, so I, I guess I have the question: Have you ever had a a person? A player kind of tire of the character they were playing. Uh, I, I, I yes. feel like I feel like if they're like, I'm kind of you know don't like the choices I've made for this character or something. I feel like the whole uh, kidnap and attach the Vecna stuff to them would be a, a an out for that character, and then that gets to become the party's big bad later on. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you get to take that character in a completely different direction and make him a big bad for later. You can also use like an intellect power for that if they're lower level. Yeah. Um, there are many ways to force a character to leave. Um, that's not a mean thing to say like that. I mean, you can always ask a party member to leave if they're causing problems at your table. Be respectful yeah. about. I was yeah. I was used. Yeah. I was I was thinking more of like voluntary disposal or or. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a good example of that would probably be like Critical Role Campaign One, where. For the plot, Scanlan, played by uh, Sam Regal, uh, I was like, what is his name? Reich? Nope, that's the guy from Dropout. Uh, Sam Regal, like, asked the party, like, what's my mother's name? Like, he's been talking about his mother, no one remembered, and he ghosts the party for a bit. Like, he disappears for, like, a year or more in campaign time, and he comes back as another character named Terry and Darrington instead of Scanlan for a bit. And then eventually he comes back as Scanlan and finishes the main party with him. Spoilers! Spoilers! It's also, like, 
we're on campaign three and they last over a year. It's it's, yeah. it's been a minute, guys. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's uh, you as the DM, if you're having somebody who wants to change characters, maybe check first if it's they don't like their subclass or their class that they picked. Maybe they're like, oh, I really wanted to be a rogue, but I went with assassin even though I really want to use magic. Because so I felt might... like the party would be use it better, or because somebody else yeah. is already that thing, or people make decisions based on that sort of thing all the time. and then Or they just know. have a character they want to play, and they're like, this doesn't really match with the party. And so yeah. you either retcon that and just have them come to another subclass, which I as a DM have done before. I'm just like, yeah, you can change your subclass. We'll wing it in the story. Or you give them the option to change, but you have them play like maybe another session or two or get to a point where they can manifest that ability change or whatever. Otherwise, you can just change it and just say, hey, retcon, this has always been like that. Don't worry about it. We've used these abilities before. Or you can have a cult adduct them and attach the hand and buy a yeah. no. <laughs> You can do extreme, it. They become but... an NPC. Yeah. Whatever works Intellect. for your table. Yeah. Maybe maybe you as the DM turn. maybe you as the DM like that character and you're like, hmm, be a real shame if somebody uh took that character yeah. off your hands. Yeah. Especially if it fits in your pe- campaign that Vecna's cult is around because he has a cult. Yeah. Uh yeah. so yeah. I, I mean I can see power that. tends to. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. I, I have a like as a person who's been a player in a DM, which all of well, most of us have. I would always recommend like approaching your DM if you're having a problem with your character. Just say, hey, I don't like it. Can we swap it out for another thing? I've had a person whose character died and just started another one in the next episode or the mm-hmm. next session. Not a big deal. Like they were just hiding in a closet or whatever. Like you just have to introduce them. Yeah, because you, you I mean, you come out. across characters all the time. Like the party comes across other characters all yeah. the time. Oh, it's a new playing character. It's a new playing character. Exactly. So easily said and said and done. Uh, so, but yeah, there are chances where people will change what they want to play, and that's fine. I'm, I've done a one-off recently where I just said, "Hey, you're making this character. Don't get attached. Like this is a one-off. It's <laughs> right. going to last for a session, maybe two, depending on our time limit. And then you're getting another character to finish the next plot. Like, yeah, that was like the one where we had to have a werewolf or a vampire." Yeah, I did that force did that for requirement. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I was like, "Don't worry, I won't get attached." <laughs> don't don't get attached. It's great to be attached to characters, but don't be attached to any character for a one-off because they will not last. So yeah, well, any book pitches? Book Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Go to Thomas's book corner. Thomas's book corner. I Thomas's read in bed. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I was going. Good grief. I'm going to go Mistborn. Yes, I was going to go Mistborn. Yes. Mistborn is a very good series by Brandon Sanderson. Uh Brandon Sanderson. Yes. Okay, I said it correctly. That's the part I was worried about. (laughs) Um, The author's name? Huh? The author's name is what you were concerned about? Yes, yes. Sandon Branderson. Sandon Branderson. Good name. (laughs) That's his arch rival author. Yes, yes. Who doesn't put out any books, right? He He's writes the... Cloudborn. It's very different. <laughs> uh, but Mistborn. Mistborn is a fun series uh, with, with its, again, its own kind of unique magic system. 
where uh, characters can have an ability where they they ingest a metal and then they they do what they call burning it and burning that metal produces an effect and like the effects is like there there's a specific metal for each effect and people can like burn one of them and yeah. so it's like oh you can burn one and your your senses like see, seeing hearing get greatly increased yeah. and then there's it's a different one that Ten eyes, yep. That's if you yeah. burn ten, um, you get the better senses. If you burn pewter, you get increased strength um, and physical uh, yeah. features. Um, and then there's some for uh, mental, basically push and pulls, suggestions um, or calming of mm-hmm. of uh, uh, emotions. And then there's a push and a pull on metals, being able to push away or pull a metal towards you. Uh, and then there's a few others that are, you know, they come along later on. But it's a great story of, you know, overthrowing an evil empire type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And a little bit of a Jesus figure. Yeah, a little bit of a, yeah, uh, 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 what you would call it? Yeah. Yep. Savior. Savior, Savior figure. Complex. Yeah. Yeah. So I've read the first book. I liked it, but then I got distracted. I have the first three at home. You uh, haven't read the second? Th- oh. I mean, the first is the best. Like, I will, yes, it's yeah. great. But the, the... The whole trilogy is the, so good, the, though. Tr- well, so the trilogy's good, and then what I have not read is there's another set of trilogy that's set later in time in the same world that I yeah. have not yet gotten my hands on, but I need to go read it, so. Yeah. So, I, I like Brandon Sanderson. He's a good author. So, he finished Wheel of Time, which is what I'm currently reading. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he picked that. Didn't he pick that one up from the existing author? Or he died. Uh, Robert yeah. Jordan died, so he finished yeah, yeah, it for him. I so. haven't read that, but I knew that at some point I heard Brandon Sanderson was doing yeah. the the final completion on that. Yep, it's very good. Uh, any other pitches? We are on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, you can find evidence. us at yeah Sweet T and D and D. She's gonna hit you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Online. I don't know. Oh. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have uh, 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 what you would call it. The one Social that you actually media. post on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether she does anything on it or not. Yeah. I'm not getting updates, sometimes. but I might have turned it off. But yeah. So check us out on that. Make suggestions. Make recommendations. Request magic items. If you're yeah. trying to think of a way to use a monster, let us know. It might be a delay, but we can at least answer it in the chat. Versus waiting for an episode to release. We love chatting with you guys, so reach yes. out. Uh, anything yes. else to say before we close? No. No. Go play. Enjoy the last the last vestiges of summer. Or don't stay inside and hide from it. You know, yeah, whatever floats your boat. I need to stay. I need to go outside, according to my blood work. <laughs> Get that they legit. They checked my vitamin D and they're like, we usually want this to be like 50 of whatever unit it is. I can't remember. I was at 12. They're like, do you work inside a lot? I was like, yes, I am a scientist. I don't go outside and it's hot and miserable here. So yeah, I'm inside. They make Uh, supplements for that. I'm on that. I'm on those vitamin D supplements. Don't worry. I need to get them. No problem. Stop it. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Get that D. (laughs) Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>